Hey Slate Church, happy Father's Day. We're so excited that you decided to tune in today. My name's Candace, and I'm part of the worship team here at Slate. And my name is Jenna and I'm part of the leadership team here. And we just wanted to take a moment to wish all of the dads out there or father figures out there, happy Father's Day. This is a great day. I, uh, we're, we're recording ahead of time, but let's hope it's sunny and lovely. And you can get out, throw the Frisbee with your dad or your father figure. Yeah. And uh, I don't, Maybe do you, go golfing. Classic bird watching like too. So many dads, oh yeah. Bird watching. I swear when you hit 50, you just like birds more. Yeah. I think it's just a thing. My dad's really gotten into gardening recently. He tried to get me into golfing. We were like a, a soccer and basketball family growing up, so we had it. that down pat, but then he was like golf, and I was like, ah, not for me. I remember attempting it. it, but I played hockey previously, and so then I just couldn't figure out how to keep my hands together. I just would always hold it like a hockey stick. My dad was just like, this is just not it. She's not. She does not got the, the golf genes, but I kept trying, but... Nope, not there. Hey, I tried once and I was like, Dad, I don't think this is it for our relationship. Let's just go back to watching Raptors games together. I, I think, think it's about the thing. attempt. I think it's about the attempt. Yeah, it's it good. really is. It's good. But for those of you out there who uh, maybe Father's Day is actually a tough day, or maybe you have just maybe not a good relationship or some trauma there, let's just also take the day to remind ourselves that we have our Heavenly Father and yeah. we get to be so grateful for that. And exactly. so I know me, I love my dad. My dad's great, but I'm also so thankful for my Heavenly Father. And so if you're out there and you're struggling today, just call out to God and just lay that down at his feet today too. Mm -hmm. So Jenna, what are you getting your dad for Father's Day? What's what's the vibe? What does Nick like? Honestly, this is very niche, but I have been thinking about getting, it's this bird feeder that suction cups to your window and it's clear. So the birds come up and then you can actually just see them right through your window. I love that. But I left a little hint on that like a few months ago. My dad was like, yeah, that's so cool. I'm like locked in, I'm getting it, let's go. Walmart.com, I'm in. So smart. I think what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna get hopefully some Raptors tickets for my dad because again, it's a gift for him, but it's also a gift for me. We get to go together. It's a fun time. That puts my bird fear to shame. <laughs> I'm not gonna be getting that any longer. Honestly, it's kind of also like, this is kind of bad, kind of a guilt trip because he took my brother to, you know, game seven against Philly where Kawhi hit the shot and didn't tell me about it. So now it's just kind of a subtle hint of like, hey, your daughter would really like to go to Raptors games with you and not just your son. You're like, hey, I like basketball as well. Yes. <laughs> I love it, I love it. Okay, what is, uh, what's going on here? Break so it down. So there's some weird things on the table. Um, we have a little bit of a, a game that we're gonna play and we're gonna bring in Mr. David Klomfitz, Pastor Ben Yancey, and they're going to do a little activity for us. We're gonna take a step back, COVID safe, of course. Love it. And uh, we are going to do a little diaper slash swaddle game in honor of Father's Day. So we didn't bring real babies because for safety reasons safety reasons yeah safety we want to make sure it's all safe and kosher so we have some nice water bottles that are maybe some newborn baby sized ish what they're going to do looks good they look good yeah. look about accurate oh li li so beautiful so cute. wow so cute so we have a, oh, whoa, a whoa, dad, whoa, whoa, whoa. careful careful a careful. new dad and a man who is not a dad at all and we're going to get them to <laughs> we're going to get them to put these diapers on these water bottles and then swaddle their water bottle baby see how quickly they can do it and then we'll judge at the end i think it'll be like a sp both speed but also you know how Maybe good it looks, is aesthetics also yeah. safety feature is it like wrapped in good yeah definitely okay so we have some time left so we're gonna get you going in three two one get diapering Okay, this is good. This, this is, is good. I'm, I'm really appreciating what's happening One of these here. diapers was preemie, and so I'm not even sure if it'll fit on the water <laughs> bottle. But let's okay. hear the hoping. Pastor Ben's doing a really great job. He's already onto the swaddle. Uh, whoa, whoa, whoa. David's struggling whoa. a little bit, although he's catching up. Oh. This is looking pretty this, good. Yeah. Oh, uh, okay. 
Okay. Whoa. <laughs> so David's done. Um, Pastor okay, Ben is now done. I do want to. I just want to call people's attention to. Can you? No, 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 no. D- David, we're not. I, David's only showing the very beautiful part, but that baby would fall out of the swaddle. Uh, very indefinitely. Not there. So Safety not, is there. not there. Jenna, can you want to assess okay, Pastor Ben? Good. Aesthetics are great. <laughs> I think that you're, nope, not good. I'm really not concerned good. about that baby hole. I think that uh, the fact that you are an actual dad of a newborn, I think that this uh, this is looking pretty good. Meg yeah. should be very happy. Okay, so Pastor Ben is the winner. Why don't you throw some applause in the chat in the studio? You can hype Come him on. up. <laughs> but just as we have a few minutes, Thank you for being here. Thank you for protecting the water bottles. Uh, But just as we have a few seconds here before service starts, just get ready to lean in, uh, make yourself known in the chat, get up from your couch, and just get ready for a good time of worship. Yeah, it's going to be a powerful service, church. So, yeah, as Pastor Jenna said, lean in, get ready. God's going to do something powerful today. Sunday and happy Father's Day. Listen, we are so glad that you've tuned in with us today. And listen, if you haven't filled out a connect card, we highly recommend that you do that so we can connect with you after the service. But for now, we're going to fully send ourselves into this next part of the service, which is our worship moment. This is part where we celebrate everything that God's done in the past week, everything he's doing now, and everything he's going to be doing in the future. So let's put our hands together.
We take time in our services to thank God for what he has done and to ask God for what he will do. And you know, sometimes when we do things week after week after week, we can start to get familiar with it. We can start to just feel like this is what we do. This is what we do every week. This is what it looks like. This is what our services look like. This is the rhythm. This is the part where we thank God and where we pray to God. But I wanna encourage you today and letting you know that this is really what we are told to do in scripture. In Philippians 4, you know, many of us know 4 verse 7, where we experience, where it talks about the peace of God, which transcends all understanding. And, and we want that peace of God. But if you go to verse 6, it talks about how what we need to do in order to not be anxious about anything is to give it to God with thanksgiving. We need to thank God for what he has done. We need to acknowledge it. We need to recognize it. We need to thank him for it. And we need to give to God what is on our heart, what we are carrying. And that peace, which transcends all understanding, which doesn't make sense in the context you find yourself in, which doesn't make sense in the face of adversity and sickness and challenge and struggle and pain will come upon you. That is a promise that you can stand on. And so today there are people who are thanking God. Uh, praise reports came in over this past week, thanking God for an apartment, thanking God for a healthy pregnancy, thanking God for friendships that have come. We are thankful. And I wanna encourage you to be thankful today for what God has done. 
And there are also needs within this community, prayer requests within this community surrounding a lot of different things. Family members struggling with strokes, people that are dealing with sickness, people looking to be able to pay their rent, challenges in, in countries around us, different things going on. And you know, we believe in a God who can make a way in that, but even more so, we believe in a God that can give us peace as we walk in that wilderness, as we navigate that challenge and that situation. So wherever you are today, if you have a need, I just wanna encourage you, maybe you're feeling really anxious about it. We are going to take time to pray and we are going to take time to thank God right now. And that peace of God, which transcends all understanding is gonna guard your heart. I believe that today. And why don't you pray with me for it? Lord, I thank you so much for what you have done. We need to stop and recognize that. Thank you for what you have done in people's lives across this screen today. Thank you for the miracles. Thank you for the pregnancies. Thank you for the jobs that have been taken up. But thank you for the little things, God, the nice weather, the beautiful days, the, the, the reopening that's taking place. We are thankful today. And God, we also bring to you the, the challenges, the weighty things, the things that are on our heart that we can't make sense of, that we can't work out, that we don't always understand, God, and we release them to you today, God, and we are just inviting your peace that just passes our understanding, that takes over what we might understand and be able to rationalize and expect in this context, God. So we pray that there would be no more anxiety over those things, those individual things that people are thinking about right now, and we give it over to you. We thank you, Jesus, in your name. Amen. Amen. Let's continue to worship here, church. Come on, let's just begin to stir up our faith as we sing this together. How great was worship. Wherever you are, why don't you put your hands together? Maybe you're at a watch party right now. Hello, come on. In studio, maybe you're in your house. We are so thankful and God is so good in every situation. You know, I get the privilege of talking around our giving today, around financially giving back out of what God has given us. And I was reading in 1 Corinthians 12, and it talks about this body, that, that God's church, our local church here is a body. And like a body, we need to actually contribute. We are all parts of that same body. And the expectation is that we actually contribute to that. We actually take part. We actually be a part of that body. And basically this moment, this opportunity to give right now is just 
just that, an opportunity to take part in what is happening here when it comes to actually releasing back to God out of what he has given to us. It's a pretty incredible thing to do just to be able to release that to him. So I want to invite you to do that today. If you call Slate Church home, we want to invite you to give. You can go to slatechurch.com slash give. Everything's going to be there information-wise. There's lots of different ways you can do it, and I am going to pray for it today. Jesus, I thank you that we get to give, Lord, that you are so generous to us, and we thank you that we give back out of what you have given to us. And right now, I pray that you would take that, use it, work it, Lord, in the ways that it needs to be done. We pray this in your name. Amen. Amen. Well, happy Father's Day to all of the dads out there. Happy Father's Day to my own dad. Dad, happy Father's Day. Love you. You are the best. Can't wait to celebrate you today. Happy Father's Day to Brandon as well, my my baby daddy. I love him. I'm so thankful for him. And uh, babe, hopefully you get to feel feel celebrated as well. I'm sure the kids will make you some sort of uh, scribble on a piece of paper and expect you to hang it up in your office. And I hope that you enjoy every second of that today. But happy Father's Day. Take some time. Call your dad. If you are a dad, put your feet up um, and, and relax. I was going to make some sort of joke there like you do every day, but that's not fair. That's not nice. Dads do like, like it's a partnership. We're in it together. Absolutely. 100% happy Father's Day. Listen, why don't you also follow us on social media? Check us out there. Lots coming up, lots going on. I'm not sure if you have seen all of the stuff for this full send series, but I'm just like sharing left, right, and center because I want people to be able to engage with what's happening. But there is just so much coming out and it is all so good that I love being able to share that with people that I know so that they can engage in church and experience life change, but also follow us to know what is going on here at Slate Church so you can be in the know. Lots of things change uh, quickly because of the season that we're in right now. So make sure you're staying in the know. You know, I mentioned earlier, but watch parties are back. So make sure that you are coming out in person to a watch party. Join with us. Be in community. You can do that. Uh, you can register for watch parties at slatechurch.com. Check that out. And if you're in a watch party, so glad to see you. I'm sure I'm standing amongst you right now. And I am glad to be there with you. Well, hey, we are now going into our full send moment. Why don't you go ahead and check this out? Going all in for me was honestly not something that I've quite figured out yet because I'm still going. I'm still putting it in. Um, but I would say about four, four years ago is when I decided that I really wanted to put a conscious effort into my faith and what that would look like. And every year, every day, I'm just growing more and more, finding out more as I'm digging into scripture, what spirituality looks like, what faith is. Because um, honestly, when I grew up, I, I grew up in the church, but I grew up very conservative and it was by works and it was very much, if you don't do this, you're gonna go to hell and all these things. Um, so me now going all in is kind of changing my mindset, releasing those, those thoughts or those beliefs I had previously to the, the true scripture that I'm realizing now and the grace and the faith and the understanding that God has and how everyone's messed up um, and there's nothing really I can do. So going all in for me is just trying every day to learn more and be in that intimate relationship with God and not trying to be a great person. But through being in relationship with God, I would say those better things are coming out of me. 
instead of me doing the good things to earn, if that makes sense. Um, yeah, it's every day, every day I'm growing. I heard a quote somewhere once, um, was probably a passage that I heard, and it had something to do with that God doesn't condemn you for your sin, but that we reap the consequences of our actions when we step outside of um, the guidelines or the instruction that God has given us. Um, for me, going all in really helps me to understand that I will fail, um, and a lot of times when I sin, I'm going to reap the consequences of those actions. And for me, I can tie that into fitness as well. If I decide not to lift um, my weights or do any type of exercise or watch what I'm eating, I'm going to have the consequences of that action. Um, so going all in in fitness and in, in church, it's about putting the right foot forward and knowing the, the guidelines that are given to you for faith that is the Bible. It's not a rule book, but it's there for you to have a better life and to build that relationship with God. Same thing with fitness. We have um, the ability to work on our bodies. Our bodies are a temple. So for me, doing exercise and fitness is kind of, to me, it's biblical. <laughs> I'm taking care of my body. Um, God has given this to me to be a good steward of. And realizing that fitness is actually making me just a better person all around, pushing me mentally, pushing me physically. Um, it's teaching me things in my relationship with my wife. It's teaching me how to be a good father. They all kind of go hand in hand. Putting energy here, putting energy there. Um, it's, yeah, it's going all in in all of those things. Pushing yourself physically is the same as pushing yourself mentally or relationally. Um, not giving up when things get tough. Um, it's like the other quote that I really like is, you keep getting what you've always got if you keep doing what you've always done. So if you keep lifting the same weight, you're not going to get stronger. If you keep having the same arguments, you're not going to get better. If you keep reading the same Bible verse, you won't know all of the other Bible verses. Um, take those extra steps into relationship with God, taking those extra steps into fitness, taking those extra steps and trying to better myself as a husband and a father. That's what going all in looks like for me. I know that if I don't do it, I won't grow in those things. So for anyone wondering what the next step is and how they can go all in, the way I would try to explain it is to just understand that there is no magic pill. There's no easy way waking up one morning where you just like, okay, I'm living for God or okay, I'm the fittest person alive or okay, I'm the best husband. I think it's just, it's taking that step. Well, I don't think, I know it's taking that step that's going to progress you in those things. Um, so if you're questioning your relationship with God, have you put any energy into it? If you're questioning your fitness and whether or not you're fit, <laughs> have you put any energy into it? Um, are, you, are you putting energy into things? Um, there's a level of thinking about it and doing research about all of these things. You could read the Bible all you want, but if you're not stepping into the actions or into the duty that's called, um, then there's not really going to be any growth. Um, and if you're researching all the ways to be fit, but you're actually not doing any type of exercise, you're not going to get any growth. So it's just putting in the time, putting in your reps, I guess, if you want to say that. And honestly, with all of this stuff, whether it's fitness, relationship, fatherhood, um, in relationship with God, um, you can't do it on your own. I would have failed 
I do, I do fail countless times, but God has new mercies every morning and his grace is sufficient. Um, but doing these things with God, um, asking you will receive, it says that in the Bible, and just like digging and reaching. Um, I mean, it sounds simple to ask and receive, but a lot of times I feel like we're just not asking. We're just trying to take it into our own hands and doing it our own with our own might. Um, but we will burn out and we will fail. Um, when it comes to fitness, I, I still need help. When it comes to parenthood, that's something I got to ask for every day. When it comes to relationship with God, I'm, I'm listening to podcasts, I'm reading and I'm asking questions. Um, and again, this is, might seem like a lame quote, but I heard this somewhere, go to the throne before you pick up the phone. If you're not talking to God first and you're just trying to do anything with your human power, then it's only going to go so far. Go to the throne.
okay, okay. Come on. It's, it's great to be back with our watch parties. Come on, give it up at the watch parties, everybody that's watching right now. It is great to be online. Everybody who is, uh, is tuning in, engaging online, saying hi in the chat. If you haven't said hi in the chat already, just drop a hi in the chat. Um, why don't you just turn to somebody? Look at them if you're at a watch party. If you're watching with other people, just turn to them. Give them a little uh, Queen Elizabeth wave. Just a little, uh, you know, in, in honor of the royal family and everything that's taken place there over the last year. And uh, this is going to be a great moment together. I've got about a half hour to communicate what God has been uh, showing me over this past week. And uh, this is actually my second message in four days. And I hadn't spoken five weeks before that. And so I'm just thank you, thankful that God's still speaking to me because, um, I mean, after not speaking for five weeks, I'm like, oh, you know, what is this going to be like? I, it has been a long time since I've been this excited for a message. And so I'm going to just release it the way that God gave it to me. And today's title of this message is called Sheesh. And if you're too mature to write down that title, I should have said, Sheesh. Um, if you're too mature for that title, the title is The Miracle and the Memorial. But I really do believe that this was a sheesh kind of moment for the Israelites as they were getting ready to cross over the Jordan. Now, some, some of you are like, what the heck does that mean? Um, go download TikTok and have yourself confused by the world that we live in. Um, but this means, uh, for us today, this means that, that God is up to something. Jordan uh, is the river that separates the Israelites from the promised land. Of course, we know there's this long history where the Israelites was, were promised this land, the promised land. They are on the point of crossing the promised land. Joshua is there with all the confidence in the world. Of course, we talked about this last week. And you don't need to hear part one to know part two here. But I would recommend you to go back and listen to part one if part two begins to speak to you. And part two is not just about Joshua having the confidence to cross the Jordan. It's actually all about crossing the Jordan. And so we're going to talk about crossing over today, the miracle and the memorial. Everybody say, sheesh, drop, drop it in the comments section. And we're going to learn about what happened when Joshua crossed over the Jordan. Now they didn't just cross over the Jordan, uh, you know, over a bridge or over a fjord, which I didn't even know that that was a thing until last week when I was studying for the previous message. No, they had to cross a moving River, in fact, one of the most powerful rivers in the ancient Near East, and and so as they as they were trying to cross over this, obviously it would have been a futile exercise had they not had God directing them. And so in chapter three, God is speaking to them of of, of the book of Joshua. God is speaking to Joshua, and He says, "Listen, I want you to send the priests ahead of you, and I want you to send the priests ahead of you across the moving river, and when they step foot in the river." it will stop and you will cross over on dry ground. Now I wanna speak about this because before crossing over, Joshua gained even more confidence to take the step forward because he was sending the Ark of the Covenant before the nation of Israel. Now this is really important because when we come up against a barrier that is standing between us and the promised land that God is prom promising to us, and by the way, I wanna, I wanna, I wanna remind us that we are not the nation of Israel. Our problems are not the Jordan River, and we are not going into the promised land historically, but 
The lessons that God teaches us through the life of Joshua stand today because all of us will be standing on the precipice of a moment that God wants to use us in and we will be struck with the same fears and the response is still the same today. Send the Ark of the Covenant before you. Brilliant. Chapter three, verse three. When you see the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord your God, you are to move out from your positions and follow it. Well, thank God we know what the Ark of the Covenant was. And thank God the Ark of the Covenant was that con- was what contained the presence of God. I-, I wonder today, when you come up a- against a barrier that seems too fast moving for you, that seems too daunting for you, that seems too much of a hurdle for you, the distance seems too long for you, the journey seems too arduous for you. I wonder if you're looking to the presence of God to make a way through the barrier that is in front of you to bring you to where God wants to bring you. See, all of us have a place that God is bringing us to. And now is it destiny? Is it our fate? Is it all these types of things? No, I believe that God holds our futures in his, in his hands and he works with our decisions. But I want to work, allow God to work with more decisions in my life that are based on the presence of God and not the peace of mind that I have as I'm about to take a step. You see, we got an opportunity, not just as individuals, but as a church to make a stance and say, you know what, what stands before us pales in comparison to the one that is leading us through what stands in front of us. I believe that the best days are ahead yet for our church. Come on, we've been proclaiming it through all of COVID. In fact, at the lowest moment as a province in recent memory, we declared that we were going to go out and make disciples of all of Ontario with the presence of God. Now, that's a crazy thing to say when we are at our lowest. But come on, we gotta sometimes proclaim at our lowest the presence of God in our situation if we are gonna be able to get to our highest point, pointing back and saying that it was God that did it and not just pointing to ourselves. You know what, like the truth is is that you could've, and they could have, Joshua and the Israelites, they could've found a fjord, which is just like a a marshy spot, a a, a leveled out spot that was a little bit shallower. They could have taken the nation of Israel across a fjord, a little bit north Jordan River. They could have taken them up there and they probably could have gotten across over some time. But we learned that 40,000 people crossed during this crossing. And I I don't don't know about you, but, but like when I'm trying to just get my kids to do anything, anything, Eat, sleep, drink water. Like on Maslow's hierarchy of needs, we're trying to get them to do the basic stuff here. And we have to tell them 20 times. Now, can you imagine trying to lead for, listen, they could have done it their own way, but it would have taken a heck of a lot more time. I'm telling you today that you think that your way will get you there sooner, but it is in fact the longer way around to the place that God is taking you. And you can try to do that all you want, but it doesn't mean that you're gonna have the protection that you need. I am telling you the fastest way to where God is taking you is through the presence of God. Come on, drop a sheesh. And 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 I said to Emma on the way here, I was like, you know, the new thing isn't going to be amen when we get back to church. It's not going to be like, oh, that's so good, or oof. (laughs) Who started that? It's like, oof. Uh, It's now going to be sheesh, and everybody's just going to be sitting in the pews, and it's going to be amazing. It's going to be brilliant. I can't wait to be sitting there with you doing this. This is amazing. Thank you, TikTok. We need the presence of God in order to go through the barrier that is in front of us. Now God instructs Joshua 
He says to him, now while you walk through, I I want you to choose 12 men from the tribes of Israel, each a one from each tribe. Okay, so so the, the nation of Israel was broken into 12 groups of people called the tribes of Israel. And Joshua wanted each tribe to choose 12, or he wanted to choose each uh, person from each tribe to go before. So the Ark of the Covenant, this is step one, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta follow the presence of God, okay? If you're gonna see a miracle in motion, you gotta, you gotta follow the presence of God. This is what the 12 are gonna do. Second step, you have to make it personal. Okay, so, so we sometimes say the nation of Israel crossed over on dry ground. But the nation of Israel was broken into 12 tribes that would live separately within the promised land, 10 on one side, two on the other. And they actually didn't just need a reminder of what God was gonna do as a nation. They needed reminders as people groups. Listen, God wanted it to be, God wanted it to be personal for each of the, the, the nations. He didn't want just like a like hundred of one tribe just kind of quickly crossing and be like, oh, it's dry, let's go. He wanted one leader from each of the tribes to walk through because he wanted to make it personal. This reminds me of the, of the Michael Jordan documentary that I watched. It was like around every scenario, Michael Jordan's like, yeah, I was playing these guys. This guy gave me a dirty look and so I took it personal. And all of a sudden he goes on a tear and he like wins the playoffs for uh, the Chicago Bulls himself. Like he's like, yeah, and then I was like talking to a reporter and they mentioned somebody was like slamming me. And I said, what? And I, and I took it personal. And all throughout this documentary, Michael Jordan is like taking everything so personal. You like look into his eyes and it's like, man, I hope that Michael Jordan never has something against me personally because I am done. Like I, 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 don't, I don't stand a chance. And right here, in the midst of the crossing over into the promised land, God saying, no, 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 no. We're just not gonna just do this as a group. We're gonna make this personal. Because each tribe needs to know, not just the nation, each tribe needs to know, each individual needs to know, each child needs to know that my presence is the one that makes a way. My presence is the one that sets dry ground. My presence is the one that leads into the future that I have for you. It's my presence, let's make it personal. See, the presence of God goes before. Second step, the presence of God needs to become personal. Like, it is great that as a church, we are saying, hey, we're gonna make disciples of all of Ontario. That's, that's phenomenal. But I wonder if you've made that personal. Because as far as I'm concerned, if it's just me, Emma, staff, higher level leaders, I don't know, which says nothing about a hierarchy. There is no hierarchy. We just have different, different um, uh, functions that we serve in within the kingdom of God. But, but if it's just the leaders that are like closest, right? Closest to M and I day in and day out. If we're the only ones that are saying like, God's gonna make disciples of all of Ontario and we're the only ones moving forward and, and, and we're the only ones that like leaning in and trying to do all that it takes, it is not gonna work. Come on, we need the, all the tribes of Israel to wake up. We need every person in Slate Church to wake up. We need everybody to make it personal and say, hey, if our church is crossing over into the land that God has promised Ontario to make disciples out of it, I'm gonna go with them and I'm gonna make God's presence personal for me so that I can be a part of what God's doing in this province that I live in. 
Come on, we can't just allow an organization to move forward. This has got to be a, ba- a battle on personal fronts. It's got to be hand-to-hand combat. It's got to be moving forward as an aligned front saying, you know what, we are walking into the future that God has for us together, and we're not just putting the risk on the organization. I'm taking it upon myself because when I walk through, I'm going to have a story to tell my kids about how I was a part of what God did in Ontario I'm telling you, we got to make it personal. If we don't make it personal, we always just point to this thing that's doing great things. I struggle over and over again that people have been struggling over and over again throughout COVID that it's hard to invite their friends to church. It's like, yeah, I mean, like just sending my friend a link is just like kind of, it's kind of awkward. I don't know, like whatever. And, and uh, you know, it's just, it's easier to bring them to a, an in-person thing. By the way, if that's your excuse, no longer any excuses, <laughs> bring them to a watch party then. But, but, but I kind of dislike this as if somehow our job as Christians is to find a friend. It's like, you're like, just like walking along the street, like, hey, you want to be my friend? It's like Dory from Finding Nemo. You want to be my friend? You want to come to church with me? You want, you, you want to go to church? Why would I need to go to church? Because church is where you get saved. I, I wish that more people made it personal. See, we don't, need, we don't need church to save people. Church is a place where we come, we worship God corporately. It, it, it actually, um, it's, it's actually um, a, a motif or, or a, a, a telescoping of what is to come. It's a sign of the things that come in heaven. We're all going to be standing. It's going to be glorious. That's a taste of it, a taste of heaven on earth. I love it. But if we can't lead people to Jesus ourselves, then that's a big problem. Anytime we say, well, I can't, it's, it's difficult for me to bring them to church. Well, then why don't you bring Jesus to them? Hey, the studio's already saying, shit. <laughs> My voice is going to start cracking because I'm not a prepubescent teen. Or because I am a prepubescent teen. And, and, and we got we, we, we to make this thing personal. I love it because just before they step foot in the Jordan, it says, okay, after you chose his 12, and as soon as the priests who carry the ark, this is verse 13, carry the ark of the Lord, the presence of God, the Lord of all the earth, set foot in the Jordan, its waters flowing downstream will be cut off and stand up in a heap. Hey, no matter what you're going through today, I want to encourage you that you don't have to do a cannonball into the river. God is asking for a, for, a, for, for a step of faith in this place today. Wherever you find yourself, he's not asking you to do a cannonball. In fact, Jesus would remind us in the New Testament that it doesn't take the faith of a boulder to move God. It takes the faith of a mustard seed to move boulders, to move mountains. And right here we have, it says, as soon as you set foot in the Jordan River, it's going to hold up in a heap down river. I, I love this because for so many of us, for some of us, we think like it's all, it, it, it is all or nothing. We're in the middle of a full send. But, but when I come up to, to facing a challenge and I don't see what's in front of me, you know what God is saying? Just take the next step. He said, hey, you don't know what to do. Just take a step into the trial in front of you. Just take a step into the barrier that you think that you can't make it through. Just take a step and God will begin to pile up in a heap your problems down river so that you can walk into all that he has for you. Just take a step. 
I want you to just drop in the chat if you're watching online. Just take a step. Just take a step. And so they take a step. And in verse 16, it said, the water from upstream stopped flowing. It piled up in a heap a great distance away. And I love it because God is always working a great distance away. Even though we are so up close to things, he's working a great distance away on the things that bring us issues. And as it stops, we see the miracle. But then God says, hey, a miracle's not enough. I want you to set up a memorial. A memorial. And in chapter 4, verse 2, God tells Joshua, choose 12 men from among the people. One from each tribe. Again, he wants to make it personal and tell them to take up the 12 stones. And then he gives them these instructions. So they've made it through in dry ground. And he gives them these instructions. Each of you is to take up a stone on his shoulder. According to the number of tribes of the Israelites. To serve as a sign among you. In the future, when your children ask you, what do these stones mean? Tell them that the flow of the Jordan was cut off before the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord, before the presence of God. When it crossed the Jordan, the waters of the Jordan were cut off. These stones are to be a memorial to the people of Israel forever. See, I want to I quickly fast forward from the miracle to the memorial. Because the memorial is so important to our understanding of why miracles are important. <laughs> And I think for some of us, we're like standing on the river and we're like, oh man, I, I, I don't know how to face this. It, it, the waters, they look scary. They're flowing fast. At this time, the Jordan River would have been much faster flowing than it is today. And it's flowing quick. And I don't know, I don't know if I want to step in it. And they're just going to send this box across and I'm supposed to trust it. And you're up there and you're making this all up in your head. But Joshua has the confidence to say, move forward. Because Joshua is a reminder, one of two people that actually saw God do something similar years prior. 40 years prior, he saw God split an entire sea so that they could walk through on dry ground. Everybody else is new here except for Joshua, and Joshua has seen a thing or two. So he has the confidence to say to the priests that are holding the presence of God, you guys walk through that whether you're scared or not. I've seen God do this before, and he's gonna do it again, and I need you to set foot in that river because I know God could do it. But here's all these new people that are about to step across the Jordan. They're not so sure. They didn't get to see this. I mean, that seems like a bit of a, you were wandering the desert for a long time, Joshua. Something must have happened in your head. This is not possible. We've never seen this before. And Joshua says, trust me. And so they trust him. And it says that about 40,000 armed for battle cross over. And they begin to take these 12 stones. And they begin to set it up where they camp for the night. And God says, you're doing this so that it can be a reminder to your children of what I have done. We got to move from miracle to memorial. <laughs> because for some of us, we're up against a problem in our life right now. And we're failing to remind our fear that God's already broken through these barriers before. We're, we're, we're failing to remind our anxiety that God took care of that test long, long ago. We're failing to remind our depression that God says that, yes, morning may last for the night, but joy comes in the morning. We're failing to remind ourselves that, yes, this is a trial, but we've got evidence as we begin to look back further and further and further that God has always stepped in in our time of need. 
say, we we can't stay at the miracle because the miracle becomes a repetitive miracle the moment that we set up a memorial. The memorial multiplies the miracle. Because all of a sudden a memorial reminds us time and time and time and time and time and time and time again that God is faithful to his word. See, some of us are walking around like we expect God to do a new miracle in our life every single day. As if you didn't wake up today with the breath of God in your lungs and that's a miracle in and of itself. But we fail to remind ourselves that within scripture that yes, God speaks. And yes, God leads. But you know how infrequent God speaking directly to his people actually was? They relied on memorials in times of difficulty to remind themselves of a miracle that God had already done so that they could walk faithfully into the future and to the battles in front of them without being worried about what would come against them because they could say, no, if my God did it then, he can do it now. But some of us are living on the faith and the fumes of our faith and the faith of our family rather than asking God to do something new in our lives. Rather than setting up stones and say, no, 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 I saw God do that in my life. See, my mom and dad are filled with stone stories. Not stories of getting stoned. I'd be really careful with, with that uh, mix up there. But stories of stones in their life. Where they thought they were at the end of their rope. And God came in. Things like thinking they were going to lose me. Or lose a house or lose a job that would pay the bills, or lose something else. I remember the day that my, my grandfather got a diagnosis, my poppy got a diagnosis, and I was so down. It was the same week that I broke my arm, and it was the same week that my mom got a bad health diagnosis. I remember these moments, and I remember thinking, God, if you did it then, could you do it now? And I want to encourage you today, because we've got great Stones. We've got great memorials of what God has done in the past, but are we willing to step through the waters that are in front of us today to make new memorials for our children to come? I don't want my kids to live on the fumes of my father's faith. I want them to see my faith in action so they can begin to set up their own stones in their lives. You know, that same week my grandfather got a diagnosis and I broke my arm and my mom got a diagnosis. It was the next week that my arm literally got healed. We got x-rays and my arm was healed the next week. My grandfather got a better diagnosis and my mom's diagnosis went away. You can't tell me after seeing these kind of things in my life that God can't move into my future. But I set up a memorial so I can multiply that miracle. That's not the only time I'm going to tell you that story because that's a memorial in my life that allows me to say, no, there's a barrier in front of me, but God did it then. He can do it now. we got to set up a memorial. Slate Church, God's calling us into a big future. And one of our current dilemmas here in Waterloo Region is we've had like over 20 babies born <laughs> throughout COVID. I don't, I'm not saying that nobody had nothing to do during COVID, but it seems like people found a way to entertain themselves, at least a little bit. And now we got 20 new babies. On top of all the children that were there before, we actually can't in our morning services meet in the location that we were meeting prior to COVID. And I, sometimes I get so freaked out because we've been looking for a building, but I said I would bring you into our challenges as a church. We need to pray. 
And you know what? I've got memorials that I can look to that say God is going to make a way. There is a place that we haven't found yet. There is a person ready to bless us. There is something ready out there. But I'm telling you, based on the stones in my life, that God's going to make a way. Can you look back to the stones in your life and muster up a mustard seed of faith yourself that says to us collectively as a church, let's make this personal and say, God is about to make a way that is going to allow us to be a launching pad for everything else he wants to do in this province. Finally, I want to close with this, with my last minute before I get to my closing prayer. Not only did the memorial of the rocks stand where the people were involved, God will sometimes set up a memorial of his own. One that we sometimes don't like. What I mean by this, is it says in verse 18 of chapter 4, it says, and the priest came up out of the river carrying the ark of the covenant of the Lord because the presence of God goes before us goes behind us. The presence of God is all around us. But it says, no sooner had they set their feet on dry ground than the waters of the Jordan returned to their place and ran at flood stage as before. Can I remind you five verses earlier, it says about 40,000 armed for battle crossed over before the Lord, the plains of Jericho for war. And then God closes up their escape plan behind them. See, it's not just about crossing over. It's about burning the bridge to get back to where you came from. It's about allowing God to flood over plan B. It's about allowing God to flood over your escape strategy. Because the moment you do that and you're stuck with the Jordan River behind you and the battle in front of you, and you say, can we set up stones to remind us of what God did? It is time to step into the game. It is time to fully send your life into the arms of a savior that says, God, I'm not just gonna allow other people to carry the weight of the responsibility of what you wanna do in this great nation, but I'm going to carry it myself. I'm going to walk forward. I'm going to cover up plan B. I'm going to allow you to march me into the battles that you have before me. (laughs) Somebody wanted to follow Jesus. said, Jesus, can I just go bury my dead father? He says, hey, let the dead bury their own dead. If you want to follow me, then follow me. But if you want to bury your father, then go. I remind you of these things because God is not just looking for people that give him lip service. God is looking for people that give them his heart, their hearts. God is looking for people that are saying, God, I'm tired of playing games. This is this entire series. God, I am tired of playing games. I am tired of just saying things with my mouth and meaning different things. I'm like, God, I am tired of looking around at a province that is broken and down and hurting and scared and fearful and blaming and unsure and hopeless. And God, I want to get into the game and be a reminder that your light shines through the darkness, that your church will never crumble to the gates of hell, that you have a plan for our future, and I want to be a part of that. So I want to start with people in our church right now. We're going to have a chance to pray for people that want to make a decision to follow Jesus, but if you're on the other side of this message, you're just going, you know what, God, I need need to put a foot into the water. I need to allow you to cover over my escape plan. I want to march into the future with what you have. I'm not just going to go on Instagram and consume, but I'm going to reach people in Jesus' name. I'm going to share a post even though people know I go to church. I'm going to invite somebody into the presence of God, even though they might think I'm weird. I'm going to do something 
something that proclaims that these stones are here because God has moved in my life and you need to know about it. Come on, if that's you, can you stand to your feet right now and lift up both hands? Because guys, I'm tired of sitting on my butt waiting for other people to do stuff and I'm ready to stand up and say, God, count me in, I'm here. Come on, if your hands are up right now, can we begin to pray? Right where you find yourself, just begin to pray. fact, we're going to go into this next song right now. Before I even pray, we're going to go into this next song and we're going to sing it with everything that we've got. I don't even know what we've got planned, but I'm trusting that it flows in. Can we stand? Can this be our battle cry moving into the future? Come on, Slate Church. Sing it out, church. To ever save a sinner's But my God's a still the prodigal. Come on, he's the God of the impossible. My beloved one, you're welcome home. Oh, your mercy triumphs over just.
church, let's not just pray or, or sing. Your heart is all I want. Come on, can we make that our reality today? Because for so many of us, we're scared to take step and make it personal because we actually, we're fearful of that. What if God's heart was all we actually wanted? What would happen to our desires? What would happen to the things we're pursuing? What would happen in these moments where we want our flesh to win? Come on, can we actually make that decision today? Let's close our eyes. Let's begin to pray. All of us that stood up just a moment ago, Jesus, help us to make this personal in this place. God, may we take some risks in introducing you to the world that we live in. In. God, I pray that we would wake up with a fresh fire in our stomachs and in our spirits every day so we wouldn't have to work ourselves up into introducing you to this world and our friends and our family, but that God, you would actually help motivate that in us, that it would be a desire to share what you have done in our lives, to show people what you have done through the memorials that we have collected, to reveal you to a world that desperately needs to know that there is a way through the waters of this hope life. God, we pray that you would bring hope into our province through the name of Jesus. God, we pray that you would bring people across our path that desperately need you. And God, I pray that we would be on the other side, ready to take a step. Pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Hey, maybe you're watching this today and you're going... This is the way I want to live my life. I want to stop being scared. I want to stop being worried. I want to stop doing all of these things, this Jesus, I wanna follow him. Jesus paid a price on the cross for your sin so that you wouldn't have to pay that price yourself. The price of sin is death, it's, it's, it's life in hell. But Jesus makes a way so that we can not only experience heaven when we pass, off, pass on from this earth, but so we might actually experience heaven on earth, his presence inside of us. If you wanna make that decision, today, I'm just going to ask with every head bowed, eye closed and watch parties, if you just raise a hand, if you want to make that decision and online, there's a little button you can click that says raise a hand. And we just want to give you an opportunity to externalize this internal commitment. Can I pray for you? Jesus, thank you for everybody making a decision to follow you right now. We give their life into your hands. We pray God that your presence would fill them in this moment. Remind them that circumstances may not change but your presence is gonna be with them in the midst of any storm that they find themselves in. God, give them hope in this moment, give them peace in this moment, and may you become their closest friend. We pray this in Jesus' name. And everybody said, come on, can we celebrate everybody that's making a decision Amen. to follow Jesus? Hey, hey, hey. Hey. Shee. <laughs> I'm, I'm not even gonna try. Our, try, our, try, try, try. That's pretty good. Our three-year-old son does this so well. He He's really cute. He walks around the house now. He's like, Shh. Yeah, your voice is it. gone. My voice is gone. It's gone. What does he do? Man. That's pretty good. Yeah. Okay. What a great service. Man, great word, babe. Thank you. Just love it Thank so you. much. I'm loving this Full Send series. Uh, it's been amazing so far. Really excited about what is to come. So make sure that you are tuning in next week. Sign up for watch parties. We would love to have you with us. And then also, if you're looking to get involved here or you just want to get to know some people, you want to talk to us a little bit, hear, hear from us about what's going on. Uh, we have on June 27th, we have socials happening. So make sure you check it out. Link should be popping up in the chat. You can go to slatechurch.com to register. We would love to see you there as well. Yeah, and almost every week we mention this and only a few of you are doing it, but it actually makes a big difference when you do. Go on our YouTube channel, whether you're at a watch party, whether you're watching online, 
just hit like and drop a comment. That actually changes a lot for people actually being able to access access messages like this that brings hope to the world that we live in. So I know it's like, you forget about it, whatever else, but it's kind of the thing where sometimes I'll tell a leader like, hey, I haven't seen you like one of my leaders. I haven't really seen you posting on social media. Like, yeah, I'm just not really on Instagram. I'm like, oh, that's interesting because you just liked a DM that I sent you. It's like, just take the second and do it. When you're on YouTube, just head over to the Slate Church page. Just drop a like and drop a comment. Just do it. And tell God like, hey, look, I'm evangelizing. Oh <laughs> That's not the, you gotta go deeper than that. But yeah, anyway. It's good, it's good, it's good. Listen, Kay. go off, have a great week ahead of you. We will see you back here next week. See you, church. See ya.